and try to wait for the stuff that froze. Uh, let's see here. Look at this. Oh, yes, you are. Are these sounds of foxes causing problems? Because I saw this person yesterday, and we were confirmed that our operational instructions are not caused by these early demonstrations. Is that what they're called? But are there demonstrations from angry foxes? Yeah, and like I said, it is not due to any employee demonstrations or stakeouts or anything like that. We, we are able to confirm that information. But it seems strange if other airlines are not experiencing the same weather as Southwest. We're showing the same slides. So no other airlines uh, is having these disruptions. Yeah, I mean, we certainly can't speak to other airlines' operations, but the good news is today um, we are much, uh, in a much better position than we have at that time to answer any sorts of 3,300 slides that we have scheduled to run. So, you know, truly we're getting back on track, and um, that's a huge, uh, huge thing in part, you know, for our employees who have been working around the clock to get back on scores where they need to go. Okay. So when you show demonstrations, there have been demonstrations by angry um, foxes? No, Andy, there have not, and that is an understatement that we showed yesterday. Okay, and so when you say there's no demonstration, it's not because of the demonstrations. Does that mean there have been demonstrations? I'm confirming that there have not been employee demonstrations related to our operational issues that we experienced over the weekend, and that's also an environmentally matched statement. Okay, all right. So again, this has nothing to do with angry boxers. Correct. Okay, all right, thank you for calling me back. I appreciate it. Thank you, have a great day. You too, bye-bye. That is the one and only Miriam Henning, and you can see her work at honeycolony.com. She's uh, basically been an uh, environmental activist over uh, her career, and um, Bill Maher has agreed to uh, join her. Uh, she's had um, some great guests on her program. Uh, she happens to be the first first guest at Discussions of Truth hosted. And uh, here, look today we're we're going to we're going to bring in uh, whistleblower out of Pennsylvania. The uh, the election fraud in Pennsylvania. He's going to. We're bringing some more light to the story he's standing by right now. We'll bring him in uh, as soon as possible. But, you know, Southwest Airlines needs to, and, and who knows who Miriam had on, on, on that phone call. Uh, I've had this now in my inbox for over a week and a half. I simply haven't gotten to it. I, I, I am aware of Miriam sending it to me, and I am aware of that phone call that was placed to Southwest Airlines. And, and of course, who knows... Again, like I said, who the person was and her kind of information she was privy to uh, at Southwest or with the company that was working with Southwest to field that customer service phone call. But what we do know is that Southwest pilots, 90% of them, and this coming from a separate source of mine, are a former military. I don't know how accurate that number is, but we can assume that Typically, most pilots they are able to accumulate that number of hours, get that experience in the military. So I'll take that number as fact and say 90% of Southwest Airlines uh, 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 pilots are former military. And they are the trendsetters in the airline industry. Those Southwest Airlines pilots were and are the trendsetters walking away 
from their position at uh, Southwest against protesting the mandate on vaccines. So Southwest uh, backpedaled, retracted, and they took off that vac uh, vaccine mandate. And American Airlines and Delta followed suit. Dr. Leonard Four, which is somebody I've re recently reached out to, uh, he has written some fascinating material. Medicaldirectors.org.com is where you can find his information. I have not connected with him, so I do not have a confirmation for him to join the program. But do expect, uh, do expect that as a possibility here next month coming up here in about a week and a half, two weeks, pardon me, uh, two and a half weeks rather, uh, I will be in San Antonio uh, with the reawakening for Clay Clark and uh, and you can look for that again to discuss the truth streaming live out of San Antonio, Dallas, and then also Phoenix. That's November, December, and January uh, to bring to you uh, what seem to be what it seems to be what seems to be the the cutting edge, if not the front line for uh, freedom seekers nationally. Uh, and, and, and again, I just don't think Donald Trump did enough. Uh, Joe Biden is a complete New World Order puppet. Uh, let's take the let's take the strings off. Let's 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 take the mask off. Rather, uh, this is a blatant a blatant push to absorb the United States into this global order. And and, and here's the facts as we bring on Greg here. So I know he's standing by. Here's the facts: the United States has been subjugated to a an exterior banking system since officially since 1913 that's the fact so world war one world war two the vietnam iraq afghanistan all of these mindless wars all feeding into this global regime which we can trace back to the former british east india company these roads all lead to rome we know that um and uh and do the research switzerland swiss banks that's why you should be pointing your finger there folks Swiss banks, why, why Switzerland stay neutral? Because any new claim that Switzerland is controlling Switzerland, Switzerland, these powers are far exceeding, far exceeding the political powers of the United States. The only thing stopping a full-on invasion of this country because our military is being dismantled is the fact that we still do have the largest military that is being attacked at an unprecedented rate. So you need to stand up, you need to get involved. I'm urging you. I'm recommending if if you like America, maybe you don't like America. Man, maybe you want a socialist. Maybe you want a new flag. Maybe you don't you don't stand for the pledge of allegiance. Maybe you don't honor the Constitution. I don't know where you stand. You, you come from. That's your right. That's your right. As long as you're peaceful, I have no problem with that. But I do I do urge you if you enjoy the the country and its freedoms, you need to start standing up. You need to start researching and figuring this stuff out. The mask the mask COVID nineteen is not is is it, 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 the, the the stress of it is a hoax. It is a literal virus. You know, I lived this in Miami 2016 with the Zika virus. These are not real viruses. 98, 99% survival rates. It's not this media, it's not this media, ridiculous media explosion. You should be concerned. It's, it's, there's a hidden agenda here. And they have stolen the election. And so the question is, who is they? I, 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 I say it to you. Those who control the Federal Reserve System, those who control the, the, the banking of the government, this is a non-American invasion. It is not. They've invaded America in a hidden manner, a stealth manner. It makes it virtually impossible for you to see. But if you follow them, they these things open up, up and up to you. Uh, okay, bringing on right now. 
Greg Stinson and Greg is, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get his get his uh, website for you uh, because it is, it is very important. Uh, Greg Stinson, co-founder of Patriot Online, uh, Patriot Online Business Executive, data scientist, naval officer, a technologist, and security expert. When your enemy is making mistakes, you let them. That's a quote off his Patriot Online page. Uh, and so we're going to bring Greg on right now and uh, and, 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 and listen to what uh, what he's got in, in regards to the ridiculous fraud in, 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 in this pertaining to uh, Pennsylvania. Stay tuned. I'm here for Discussions of Truth. Hello, Ian. Greg, nice to uh, bring you on uh, Sunday afternoon. A good day to you, sir. For, for listeners, please give, a, give an introduction to yourself, would you? Uh, my name is Gregory Stenstrom. I'm from Pennsylvania, Delaware County. Um, I'm a former naval officer, uh, career naval officer, and a uh, small business. And I think the reason we're talking today is I have the um, last re- we have the last remaining lawsuit from November 2020 uh, election uh, for election violations and election fraud. Greg, you were a, a poll watcher. You have a, an intelligence background, a naval officer. You just mentioned. What is your experience? At your poll, what, what did you experience? Walk listeners through that. Well, at the poll, there was a series of things that happened. Um, there was a series of election violations that um, involved uh, ballots, um, electronic ballots, chain of custody, etc. But to summarize things, it's easier just to summarize it uh, for people. And basically, because of the election anomalies, election violations, and the election fraud, um, there's 428 precincts in Delaware County, comprising 425,000 registered voters, of which 327,000 ballots were you know, supposedly ingested and counted. And in order to certify an election, um, there's a thing called the return sheet. And the return sheets are basically everything. You know, the ballots, uh, all the counts, the write-ins, um, the signatures from the judges of elections, the comparisons, and so forth. So... The election is based on the return sheets and the certification. In our case, every single one of the return sheets for Delaware County had to be um, reconstituted, fabricated, in some cases forged, to make everything add up. And they should never have certified the vote. So uh, so certified as of as of today, and, and we're concentrating right now on Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Uh, last week I had Wendy Rogers on the program with Arizona. It's a completely separate issue, but for listeners' sake, identify, how, how are these votes certified? Now, the votes are uh, certified by an election board. Uh, in our case, we have three-member election board. It's constituted by two Democrats and one Republican. Um, it was highly uh, contested. Uh, the Republican uh, election board member objected during the certification hearing and brought up uh, the anomalies that we had mentioned. Um, we did file a lawsuit um, that uh, is still, it was initially quashed in the Common Police Court, um, and it's uh, in, before the Commonwealth Court right now. But the election board certified the election um, without um, basically the election uh, board chairman, his name is uh, Lawrence. He was the chairman of the Board of Elections. He was aware of the anomalies, and he certified the vote anyways, regardless of the anomalies and without any investigation. So it's our it's our, our uh, position that the 327,000 ballots should not have been certified. And you said on Hannity, what I saw was a chain of custody in all cases that was broken. Uh, do you think that that type of action reverberates outside of Delaware County as well? 
yes. I think that that was intentional. Um, you know, one of the things that people don't realize, I think uh, most of the country, I mean, there's election fraud, I think, throughout the country, you know, various levels. But the in this case, I, I believe the, um, I don't want to say Democrats, I want to say Uniparty. It was more of a cabal and a combination of both Democrats and Republicans who did not want to see uh, President Trump reelected. And, and also, you know, there was a lot of focus on the states. Uh, they wanted the election to come out the way they wanted it to come out. And what they did is they focused on seven states and 16 counties. So it's this, the counties that we've been hearing about, which is Arizona, Maricopa County, Antrim County, Michigan, Fulton County, Georgia, Delaware County, and Pennsylvania. These were critical swing counties uh, that were critical uh, to focus on for the election fraud. So that's why it's not uh, just individual citizens per se that are pursuing this. It's, it's actually where the hotbed of activity was. Was this a systematic attack on the the national election uh, system? Uh, whereas uh, to see these discrepancies on in multiple states, like you say, the key the key counties, the key states, has this been something that you think has been in the works, planned over the course of many years? Yes, it was it was highly systematic uh, in every case. The uh, election, what they did is they consolidated the vote into uh, specific election centers. So if you look at Philadelphia, uh, Delaware County, Antrim County, Maricopa County, and Fulton County, it's just those examples. They found uh, counting centers, uh, and they built buildings and barricades and chutes, and they created uh, the same repetitive uh, scenario in every location. So if you look at uh, each location and what happened in each location, in all cases there were chain of custody uh, issues. In all cases, uh, the data ingestion, they wouldn't allow people to see how the data was ingested. When I say data, I'm talking about everything that's involved in an election, not just the ballots, but the uh, ballots, the electronic votes, um, provisional balloting, uh, just about everything that they could do they controlled the narrative and they controlled those locations so i believe uh, very strongly it was systematic uh, the center pacific life um, uh, zuckerberg organization and with soros money that they've used over the past few years they almost exclusively financed the uh counting centers they financed the machinery and the you know the entire process so the thing was entirely financed by almost unilaterally by just a couple of organizations, and it was tightly controlled all throughout the country in those specific states and those specific counties. So yes, it was systematic. Greg, how do we restore integrity? How do we restore for Americans? What's your opinion? Americans can go to the polling place and once again uh, put faith that their democratic values are are are, are legitimately being uh, being being practiced. How does this happen? What what needs to change there in Delaware County? Well, the first thing I would advise everyone is is please continue to vote. I, I think some people are so discouraged and so disgusted that they don't see that their vote counts. Now, whether that's true or not at the moment, when they cast a ballot, it has to go someplace. Whether it's counted or not is something that we will have to correct, which I'll address. But everybody, first of all, has to vote. But more people have to vote. And specifically, more people have to vote in person. So I think that's number one. Um, 
people have to vote and more of us have to vote. That's number one. Number two, in all cases, uh, our law enforcement, uh, starting from the U.S. Attorney General on down to the U.S. Attorneys, down to the Attorney Generals, down to the District Attorneys and the county level, all of them abrogated their duty completely. Law enforcement did nothing that they were supposed to do. They did not conduct investigations. They did not do forensic audits. They did uh, thousands of HAVA violations, which is something that has to be investigated. It's required by law. We're left uh, you know, alone. So law enforcement abrogated their duties. Our judiciary abrogated their duties from SCOTUS on down. The courts abrogated their duties and refused to hear the evidence. What's unique about our case is we actually have physical evidence that they're going to have to consider. So the narrative that there's no evidence is going to be destroyed uh, over the next uh, couple of months and actually over the next few weeks. And then, worst of all, our elected officials did nothing. Uh, from Republican, Democrat, uh, but primarily the people that I think failed us were the Republicans. Now I'm a registered Republican, but I think the registered Republicans and the Republican leadership failed us in that they didn't do a thing. Whether it's Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, now Pennsylvania is an example, we have a majority GOP Pennsylvania Senate that at any time during the process could have objected to the certification of the vote, could have gone after the governor, uh, Wolf, who certified the vote and demanded to go back into session. Uh, they, you know, any one of them could have filed, uh, you know, objections. They could have resigned. They could have filed litigation. Nobody did anything. So in all cases, our elected officials, our judiciary, our law enforcement have completely abrogated their duties and left it to the citizenry. I'm a common citizen. And there's another woman I've been working with. Her name is Leah Hoops. She was a councilman in Delaware uh, County in uh, Bethel Township, and she's the one who recruited me um, for, because of my expertise in fraud. She recruited me and several other uh, veterans that went down and, uh, and uh, you know, took care, you know, reviewed what she had seen as potential problems. So we were, you know, we had a lot of expertise down there and a lot of eyes on, on um, the counting center that weren't in other counting centers because of her due diligence. But what we have to do as I said, number one, vote. Number two, the citizenry has to file litigation. Um, all, everything that we've seen is words. One of the false narratives that they've given us is that we, a false narrative is we need a forensic uh, audit in the whole country. We don't need forensic audits in the whole country. That's a, that's a fraud. That is a lie. Okay, we have plenty of evidence that indicates the fraud. Okay, and one of the things that we have that, uh, in a word that I want people to learn is spoliation. Spoliation, spoliation, some people say spoliation, is the wanton destruction of evidence that would exonerate, um, you know, the guilty. So if I file in our lawsuit, we file the lawsuit, we have affidavits, we have testimony, we have photographs, we have video, we have, uh, you know, hard evidence that they committed fraud. And what they did is, in our case, in Delaware County, they destroyed all the evidence that would exonerate them. They did the same thing in Antrim County. They did the same thing in Maricopa. They did the same thing in Fulton. They had been systematically and wantonly destroying any evidence that would corroborate, you know, that, that there was fraud. And also, that would exonerate them and be able to say, Mr. Spencer, you're mistaken. 
Here's the evidence. I have, here's all the envelopes. Here's the images. Here's the forensic evidence. Here's all the evidence that we were supposed to maintain for 22 months. And you're wrong. But they can't do that. They've destroyed it all. In civil law, okay, that requires a directed verdict of guilty. If you destroy the evidence that would exonerate you, you're guilty. So the idea of a forensic audit one year later, it's not a forensic audit. It's an autopsy of a dead corpse from a year ago, and you're pulling bullets out you know, of the corpse trying to figure out where they came from. That is not a forensic audit. That's an autopsy, and it's useless. We have enough physical evidence in the entire country okay, to file litigation with teeth that civilians can file. They can file litigation in magisterial courts. They can file legis uh, litigation in common pleas courts. And it's up to the citizenry and activist groups, which we're working with, to solve this and make the elected officials, make the judiciary, and make law enforcement do their jobs. And we can do this through a number of legal measures. Craig, you mentioned the majority GOP in Pennsylvania. What came to my mind when you said that was what happened January 6th with uh, Pence uh, refusing to uh, stop or, or, or yes, ask for the the, the or, or denying the rejection of the of the envelope. I think is what what the protocol uh, called for, and, and that didn't happen. Or whatever it was, it didn't happen. Pence could have stepped in and made a difference, but the attack on the country, the nation's capital, happened. Uh, in your opinion, uh, in your opinion, Greg, are we are we looking at political theater here? And and, and that might sound like a strong word, but. No. but you're right on target. It's, it was completely political theater. And uh, shamefully and regrettably, Vice President Pence played a part of it, in my opinion. And I think it's become clear to everybody that's been looked at this thing, uh, looked at the sequence of events, that that was political theater. It was obviously planned. Uh, what they needed to do is they needed to certify that vote. Um, and they needed to do it at, what, 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, with this, uh, quote-unquote, uh, I don't know what they called it, insurrection. It was hardly an insurrection. I can say this as a former military officer, and, you know, if there, if there was a planned insurrection, then we'd still be sitting there if it was planned. So I can tell you with 100% certainty that was not an insurrection, but it was political theater. Could it have been planned by a outside foe, an outside enemy, a, a, a hidden enemy. Is, is that a possibility? No. I think we've all, you know, the, the, again, it's a false narrative. And there's a thing that Lenin said um, that uh, is used quite extensively in the intelligence agencies and also, you know, call it whatever you want, the cabal or whatever. And it's called, what he said was, the best way to control the opposition is to be the opposition. So what they've done is a lot of these controlled narratives, the, the narrative that we need a forensic audit. That's a fraud. We don't need a forensic audit in all states. I think it's important to do. I don't want to denigrate that. I think anything that the citizenry does and anything that, you know, uh, concerned elected officials do is good. I think that anything they do to continue to draw attention to the election fraud is good. I don't want to say they're a complete waste of time, but it's a false narrative that that's the only solution. The The idea that a foreign country um, had you know, something to do with this, sure. Could the Chinese have been involved? Could the Russians have been involved? Could anybody have been involved? Sure. There's always been 
uh, outside influences, uh, you know, throughout history. However, you know, the idea of China is this this foe that they've made uh, made them out to be this mythical foe. They're, they're no bigger than Texas. I mean, they 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 spend one percent of our defense budget. Um, they're not the foe that they're made out to be. It would be like saying we're afraid of Texas. Well, Texas is a big state and they're formidable, but there's 50 states. You know, saying the same thing with Russia. Russia is, I think, the 20th economy in the world. You know, it's a small economy. It's not much bigger than an economy than Pennsylvania. So it's like saying Pennsylvania overthrew the entire country. So while I believe there's, there's uh, a narrative and there's people, there's outside actors, I believe, or actually I don't believe, I know that this was done internally. We did this to, when I say we did this to ourselves, you know, a select group of people um, did this. And, I, and quite frankly, it wasn't all that, uh, what's scary is it wasn't all that hard for them to do. So you're, you're, you're mentioning Zuckerberger, so, so we can sort of detect these, 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 these tyrants that are now censoring free speech, and this is my opinion, uh, it's a censorship of, of, of free speech and freedom of press, totally unconstitutional. Um, is, this, is this a Democrat party? Is, is, can you identify what's going on here now? Yeah. Sure, it's pretty easy to pick. I would say easy, it's fairly easy to pick them out. Uh, I don't call it a Democrat party or a Republican party, I call it a uniparty. You know, what people don't realize, in Delaware County, I'll use that as an example. People don't realize when they say the GOP or vote Republican, in Delaware County, the GOP is represented by a group called the Delaware County Republican Executive Committee. It's four people. Don McGarrigle, Andy Riley, John McBlain, I'm not sure if he's there anymore, and Carol Miller. Four people. They are the GOP. And it's the same throughout the country. Every county has a small group of people. And I say small, three or four or five people. Now, the individual townships in the county, there's other people that are active in the party. So you might have 20 or 30 people per county that are controlling the entire county. So when someone says vote GOP and vote for our endorsed candidates and saying vote for the Republican candidates, they're not quote-unquote the Republican candidates. They're the candidates that that corporate body has you know, decided to promote for one reason or another. Now, hopefully, in an altruistic sense, that they've, you know, they're, they're promoting the best candidate. But what they're really doing and what we've seen throughout the country is they're promoting the best candidate for their corporate body and their corporate entity. So the idea, I'm not anti-Republican. I'm a Republican in, from the sense of values. And I think most people who are Republicans and most people who are Democrats, are, they do that from a value perspective. But when they really look at the way the corporate parties or the corporate entities that run the Democrat Party and that run the GOP, okay, they do not represent the country. And one of the things that happened during, you know, when, with Hillary, when the Democratic Party, the De Democrat National Convention, was sued by the Bernie Sanders um, organization. Bernie Sanders won the Democrat nomination, hands down. It wasn't even close. He crushed Hillary Clinton. But at the end of the day, what they said is, we're the DNC, we're a private corporation, and we're allowed to do whatever we want. And we want Hillary, forget what happened during the primaries, we know Bernie Sanders won, okay, but we're putting Hillary Clinton in. That's an example on the Democrat side. So if the Democrats think that the Democrat National you know, Party is, is listening to them, they're sadly misinformed. 
same thing with Republicans. If the Republicans think that they're, you know, they're being represented, they're being represented by a series of corporate entities. The way to fix that, when people say we have to fix the party, I don't know how the heck you fix that. You know, you have to take over the corporations. You have to, uh, there's a number of things you can do. But what we have to do is we probably have to look at creating other parties, which could be, you know, people said, I'm starting another party here. And people said, oh, you'll, you'll split the vote. And I said, well, so what? The Democrats are going to win. They're winning anyways. So what we want to do is we've got to create a body that hopefully, you know, we can be uh, not corrupt like everyone else. So I think that there's a solution here long term, but I think it starts with informing people that they are not being represented and this is a uniparty. You know, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, he works directly with Pelosi. They all work together. The Democrats in, in my county work, you know, hand in hand with the, you know, the, the, the GOP here. It's a two corporate bodies working with each other. And they don't necessarily, it's not in all cases, they don't necessarily always represent the people. And that's when they don't do that, that's when we have to step in. And that's when we have to step in with litigation. Litigation has teeth. Everything else, what I see, is just talking. Talk, blah, 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 blah. One of the reasons you've never heard of me, Gregory Stenstrom, you've never heard of Leah Hoops, you've never heard about Patriot.online, which is a social media and platform that I started that we could post these things without being, you know, deplatformed and canceled, is because we're bringing this to resolution. We're saying we saw the fraud. Now we're putting it in your hands, elected officials, and we're putting it in the hands of the judiciary, and we're demanding law enforcement act on this and say, hey, we've got the proof. Now you have to act on it. Now, whether they act on it or don't act on it, it comes to a resolution. Nobody else wants a resolution. All the talk show pundits, you know, all of the, all the politicians bring about, you know, audits. Unless you file litigation, unless you file bills, unless you file acts demanding accountability for what happened in November 2020, it's all kabuki theater. You know, demanding election integrity. So we're going to pass new double secret probation uh, election integrity laws. It'll make things better. You didn't obey the laws from November 2020. Why do we need more laws? You know, the, the, the double secret probation laws. If you do not hold people accountable in the criminal activities that happened from November 2020, then this is all theater. And this is why our case is important, and it's why you haven't heard of us, because we're going to actually get something done at the citizen's level. I'm going to let you talk a little bit more about, about that, the action, and what, what this looks like for you and what you're doing in the next couple of weeks. But I want to insert this before you, before you get into that, Greg. I am concerned that Tammy Floor, uh, running for U.S. congressional seat, said on this program just a few days ago, he said, even the U.S. Federal Reserve Central Bank is a is an unconstitutional uh, instrument, and it needs to be repealed. That's what he said. We follow the money. That's what I encourage my listeners always to do. And where are we at federally? We have a $30 trillion national debt, and we're subservient. We allow these political parties that we join to to become subservient, mainly Democrat, Republican, to become subservient to these large corporations, like you're saying. Do you have any comments on that? Yes, I, I hear this. Uh, we have, uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's Bobby Hoffman up here. I may have the name. Bobby Lawrence. 
uh, not Hoffman, Bobby Lawrence is uh, a proponent of some of these where, uh, and I, I've heard this, uh, not just Tim, but other people have brought up the fact that, you know, the IRS is, uh, is not a legal entity. The, the FBI is only a legal entity in D.C. The, the Federal Reserve, of course, is the Federal Reserve is a, is, a, is a misnomer. There's no Federal Reserve. It's a private bank. I think most intelligent people in the country know that. And I think that there's a, a, litig a litigative path to resolving this. Uh, it's going to be very difficult. It's very lengthy. But the bottom line is that system has existed since the 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, what he's talking about, you know, with the formation of the IRS, the formation of the FBI, the formation of these, these pseudo-legal uh, government entities. The bottom line is with law, is they exist. Uh, take it from a movie or take it from a way people might understand if they're familiar with the movie The Matrix. Um, it's the matrix we live in. It's the matrix we've chosen. It's the blue pill in the organization and the structure we've chosen to live in. So whether they're quote-unquote legal or not, uh, using that as a basis is, is somewhat... <laughs> It's a, it's a rabbit hole that's not going to work. It's like trying to pull yourself up from the, your, your, your bootstraps. You can't do it if you're standing in your boots. The IRS isn't going to say, hey, gee, you know, you're, you're right. We're going to give all the money back, and we're not a legitimate organization. There's not a court in the country. Uh, there's not a federal agency that's going to go with that. Now, in terms of litigative processes to, to modulate that, to say, hey, we made some mistakes here. We've given you too much power. Um, we didn't want to do this. Uh, the, the people have a, they have a recourse. And the Supreme Court is a good example of this. We can change laws all the time. We have a legislature. We have a Congress to do that. The Supreme Court, when they did uh, Obamacare, Roberts did, a, he, he, I think it's a very important case because Obamacare was, it was a loss. It absolutely violated the Commerce Act. And, you know, they, as much as Holder and Obama tried, Roberts said, hey, look, you're not going to get around the Commerce Act. The Commerce Act says you can't force the public to buy something. But you know what? I'm going to reshape this. I'm going to cure this. We're going to make it law. We're going to allow it to stand. And then people in two to four years, the people have a way to overturn this. They can vote in a new Congress. And they can get people, they can get the Congress to change it. So they have a cure. So the way to summarize this, and you're, you know, it's a long answer to a short question, which was, you know, how do we address these government agencies and, and government laws run amok, is we vote in the new Congress. And this is why I said the first thing I said is, first of all, people have to vote. Second of all, we have to fight this out as civilians. The citizenry is going to straighten this out. And we're going to straighten it out with litigation. We're going to straighten it out with doing HAVA violations. We're going to straighten it out with Freedom of Information Acts. We're going to straighten it out by doing, you know, what they call uh, uh, audits of the, of the polls. We can have, uh, uh, they call it uh, parallel elections. We have a number of different ways that the citizenry can repair this. And the way we repair it is we put in a new Congress and we vote all of them out. Every single one of them, we vote them out. Incredibly well said. Say that again. I, I, I overspoke. We vote, them, we vote them all out, Democrat and Republican. We well, put in a Congress that's going to, you know, that's going to do what we want them to do. Yeah. 
yeah, work is now a constitutional right, it's our Bill of Rights, the, the foundational elements of the, of, of the government that aren't being upheld. So talk, uh, Greg, as we, as we wind down, talk a little bit about the next couple of weeks and, and how your case is, uh, how you expect your case to be, to be, to be argued and received in, in litigation. Sure. Um, the Common Pleas Court um, of Delaware County, um, the judge uh, denied the case, and, and it was uh, viciously denied the case, called us contemptible, vexatious, we had unclean hands. Uh, he also said there wasn't a scintilla of evidence, regardless of the fact that he never heard any, and there was never a hearing, um, which we were entitled to, and he quashed the case, dismissed it with uh, prejudice. Um, Leah and I, Leah Hoops and I, filed an appeal, a timely appeal. Uh, the appeal was taken up by the Commonwealth Court. We had to file the thing pro se. We couldn't get an attorney. Uh, they tried to disbar our first attorney, and she succeeded in uh, Deborah Silver. God love the woman. She took our case in the first place and uh, almost got disbarred for it. Uh, she survived the disbarment, but we had to file pro se. And then um, after we filed pro se, Bruce Castor, who was the president's attorney for the last impeachment uh, with uh, Mr. Van Der Veen, um, they represented President Trump in his last impeachment. Uh, Bruce Castor graciously took up the case. And he didn't like what he saw. He didn't like this. You know, we, we were sued for uh, sanctions for $50,000, court costs. And we were, uh, they went after us with, uh, with, a, with a claw hammer. Well, Bruce Castor, uh, you know, cured our appeal, which wasn't very good. I <laughs> mean, per se. But uh, he filed a very uh, good brief. Um, he sur we survived them the, the trying to quash the case. And our case is being heard on the 18th of November. Uh, finally, the Commonwealth Court will hear the case. We're case number 37 that week. We'll be the first case on that Thursday morning. What we're doing is on the 15th of November, we're having uh, an event. Uh, we're calling it We the People event. We don't to really call it a rally. But from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m., we're asking the citizenry to come out and express their support for our lawsuit and let people know that there still is a lawsuit and also let the, the politicians know that we have a voice. We're not allowing any politicians to speak. We have eight speakers coming. Uh, we're expecting, we're probably going to get to, you know, it looks like right now at least a couple of thousand people, hopefully more. We have permits and everything. It'll be at the Capitol Complex in uh, Harrisburg. That's on the 15th. I think it's important for people to come and just um, and just uh, let people know, you know, let the politicians know that, they, that they're concerned. And then we'll hear how things go on the 18th. The, 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 the case, my understanding right now, is going to be televised. At a minimum, it'll be on Zoom or, you know, we, we will be able to uh, produce that so people can see what happens. It's a one-hour oral argument. And then the, the Commonwealth Court will make a decision. It usually takes them several months. Uh, I don't know why, but it takes several months for them to come back with an opinion. And our expectation is they'll send it back to the Common Pleas Court. And they'll remand it back to the judge with the direction that he's supposed to hear some evidence. At that point, we'll submit our evidence. Now, that'll probably about mid-next year, we'll get a chance to submit our evidence. And it's, uh, it's not very satisfying. It's frustrating. But what it does is uh, our evidence will be able to use, be used throughout the country. And what we're hoping is that we're hoping that once people hear about this, that they take the courage and, and they take some courage from us and step up and they start filing litigation. There's no statute of limitations on filing litigation for election violations. Now, there's three, remember, there's election law, civil law, criminal law. 
And we're talking about civil law here. We're not talking about election law. We're not talking about criminal law. The citizenry has options in the civil courts to file litigation. And that's how we're going to do this. It's how we're going to fix it. And we're going to fix it one place at a time. Lastly, and I hope you don't mind a shameless plug, but um, part of our strategy, and we did have a strategy, was to create a platform, uh, an ecosystem, um, which I created and co-founded with another gentleman. It's called Patriot.Online, www.patriot.online. Um, it's a, I would call it a freedom of choice site. It's not a freedom of speech site. It's a freedom of choice site. We call it an internet speakeasy. Um, we have uh, mostly conservatives there. Uh, a lot of, um, uh, we call them uh, li- liberal, classical liberals, conservatives, that we post a lot of things there that are deleted in other places and other, uh, you know, other media. So our court cases there, we have stuff on the vaccine there. Um, we have Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania informed consent has got uh, there. We've got about 800 people that are active posters. We have 32,000 readers right now and viewers. And it's really uh, picking up steam. And uh, you know, we have we have Nobel Prize winners on there. We have Pulitzer Prize winners, uh, authors. Uh, a lot of most of the people are anonymous, but uh, there's a lot of good information there. And I, I really like people to follow us there. Uh, Greg Stinson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Greg, some final words for listeners. And um, do things get cleaned up in time for 2024? Yes, we have to. We have to clean up by 2024. I'm going to leave, leave you with this. Another false narrative is, is there's no constitutional path. The same way they said the only way to to, to, to solve this is forensic audits, which is not true. There is a constitutional path in civil law when cheating occurs or fraud occurs or even election violations without intent to fraud occurs. Then the parties that benefited from those pro, uh, from that fraud or those problems or violations are removed. And it has to be done in a progressive manner, like a one step at a time. It's done at the county level, then at the state level. Now, if, the, if our, our congressman, as an example, Dasha Pruitt, was running against the congressman uh, who was installed, um, then that what would happen is, is Dasha Pruitt would be put in. Uh, it's a little late for that by the time that happens because it's only a two-year term. But, you know, different people have to be, you know, replaced. And, you know, the Congress gets replaced, the Senate gets replaced, uh, you know, as elections get decertified and these things get cleaned up. And then, you know, hopefully it will trickle up to, you know, the president at that level. But if we don't fix this and we don't correct this and we don't hold people accountable before 2024, I think we've seen our last uh, free election in the United States uh, in 2020 was the last election that we'll, that, um, we'll have if we don't fix it. There will be no 2024. Uh, sounds like clarity to me. Uh, Greg, thanks for joining the program. I look forward to uh, keeping track of what you're doing and staying in touch. Thank you very much. Greg Stinson and uh, Patriots, excuse me, Patriot.online uh, is where you can find his platform and more information about what he does. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, John, you're gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rerun that. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna adjourn for for a brief moment, and uh, I'll be back. Uh, be back for some closing some closing comments here uh, momentarily. Let me leave you with this. Let me let me leave you with this. Hold on a second here. Be right back. Yeah. You always been safe.
Now, different words here are are these anti-vaxxers causing problems? Because that's the official question we answered it, and we are able to confirm that our operational disruptions are not caused by the COVID demonstrations. Is that what they're called? But are there demonstrations from anti-vaxxers? Yeah, and, and like I said, it's, it's not due to any employee demonstrations or sit-outs or anything like that. We, we are able to confirm that information. But it's kind of strange if other airlines are not experiencing the same weather as Southwest. They're showing the same skies. So no other airline is, uh, is having these disruptions. Yeah, I mean, we certainly can't speak to other airlines' operations, but the good news is today um, we are much, are in a much better position and we have about 90 cancellations out of 3,300 flights that we are scheduled today. So, you know, truly we're getting back on track and um, that's a huge, uh, huge in part, you know, for our employees who have been working and we're on the clock to get our customers where they need to go. That on track is not the, uh, I decided to replay it. I, I, I just simply did. I, I think it's, uh, well, look, we are being made uh, a mockery, folks. America is here politically. We're, we're being, we're, it's, like, it's like a chessboard. It's like a chessboard. And card, the cards are being moved. The knights are being moved. It isn't going to happen for, it, Greg said, it, he said it had been happening for, over a century, well over a century, since the 1800s, since the establishment of this country in 1776, there have been, there has been a European power that is consistently and precisely working to overthrow this country and government. And what you're looking at right now is they've got their cock, they've got their teeth right into America's leg, okay, right right into the leg of America, right right in right into the calf. Okay, as you're kind of like running as America says, No, I want my freedom, I want my liberty, you got this wolf, right? You got this wolf and the wolf's teeth are clenched right onto America's Lady Liberty's calf. That's a big problem. This is a big problem for you, America. Okay, so now we complicate things because we have this global pandemic. It doesn't. It does not matter what scholastic achievement you may have obtained in your life. We have people from high school students and and, and prior, uh, uh, I'd imagine, junior high school students. You have students of public education, private, up to double PhD, MD, JDs saying that this is a plan-demic. P-L-A-N, plan-demic. Uh, something is happening here with the emergence of technology and the way that you live and breathe and conduct your life. And I'm, not, I'm not telling you to stop using your cell phone. I'm not telling you to stop using the Internet. What I'm suggesting that you do is you proactively get involved to make sure that your civil liberties and your rights are honored. Because let's face the fact, it's, it's proven. Now, what's the, what's the company now called Meta? 
and the time that our Facebook changed its name, is that official? There's various sources that are saying that that's official. And I got a phone call over the week from a guy named Jason Fick, FYK, who's suing the federal government over their lack of defending their citizens' rights to freedom of press, freedom of speech. The fact that we're allowing these tech giants to censor. Not only, I mean, look, I've, I was a censor giant. Stop, uh, stop liberty.net, not com, uh, stop, li uh, stop communism.net was initially published on yola.com, a host that's tied to Toronto, Canada. Uh, two cows is the corporation. And it was, it was taken down. It was taken down. Discussions of truth.com was taken down. The namesake website that I have is taken down. I had a number of websites deplatformed and taken down within 10 days of publishing stopcommunism.net. So I bought stopcommunism.uk, ran that on a different platform, and then republished uh, stopcommunism.net. So .uk and .net. Um, well, I have British folks on, on the program. The, the British are under the same tyrannic economic scheme through the city of London. And the fact that the the fact that the English continue to allow the city of London to govern their monarchy and and and, and therefore govern their parliament is really a disgusting state of affairs. If you are British, it's it's very it's a very unfortunate thing. And the fact that we allow I mean I, I can't do the I, IRS and the FBI and the CIA. It's like all intelligence agencies. It's essentially the intelligence agency that represents the Federal Reserve bankers. Who are the Federal Reserve bankers? You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Only they know. It's a. It's a. They. 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 They are tied to a system that runs the city of London and runs through the Swiss banking system. That's where the central bank system is. All run, run, um, uh, moderated and regulated out of uh, uh, Basel, Switzerland. So who are the powers that control that? That's what you need to be working on. And if you don't, if you do want to waste your time thinking about that, then waste your time defending your liberties given to you inherently through the United States Constitution. Go back and look at Sarah Eisenbitt. Listen to the interview that I did with her. Uh, what's it been, three and a half years now? Charlotte Eisenbitt. I saw... Why BT Eisenbit? Uh, I don't think I spelled that correctly, but um, Charlotte Eisenbit. Listen to the work that she, she wrote a book, 900 pages, called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. This is in the 1980s when Reagan fired her for being opposed to certain policies that had been uh, granted in the, uh, approved in the Department of Education. She had a very, very, very high level position in the Department of Education under Ronald Reagan. She was fired. Because she essentially, you can get into the book, but essentially, she was defending parents' rights to get involved in their education, their children's education. That's why she was fired. 900 pages, deliberate dumbing down America. The country has been under siege for decades. It's now just coming to fruition. And like Greg just said, if this doesn't get fixed... We will have no choice but to serve a master because this, this organization that controls the government through 
quote, strengths of the Federal Reserve Central Bank. That organization, rooted in Europe, will simply appoint a king or a queen. And effectively, I suppose, I mean, look, I mean, when, when, when Trump was elected, I'm not saying that that wasn't in itself rigged. Uh, it may have been. I, I don't know. Uh, how do we trust? How can we trust any of the elections? Take it back to JFK. JFK was the last honest president, in my view. He's the last. He's the last president. And he uh, they wanted to abolish this corrupt banking system. They wanted to split America into a thousand pieces because it's controlled by this financial cabal in in Europe. He lost his life for it in public display with his head blown to pieces, smithereens. He lost his his, his head was blown into a thousand pieces, many more. Right in front of his wife, right in front of right in front of the the people, people that loved him. We we as Americans should not be forced into taking sides politically. That's the design. We as Americans should love our country regardless of who represents it, because we must and we should put our trust in that individual, but they will support and defend our Constitution and not overwrite these, uh, override our voices with these executive orders. That's tyranny right there. That's, that's tyranny. And the fact that Nancy Pelosi has now sat in the chamber from Bush to Obama to Trump and now Biden, that is just filth. That is just filth. Nothing against her as a person. Because she's actually a very nice w- woman. She's not in the. She's not from San Francisco. She's from uh, Connecticut or Pennsylvania. Or something. I'm not where she's from originally. She's not a Californian. I'm a Californian. I'm from San Francisco. Four generations. My family got there over a hundred years ago. Uh, and I, I will tell you that she does seem like a nice person, but she is subservient to the puppet master. The puppet master just stole the money, folks. Just stole the money. The fact that she has, just the fact that she has held that position now over the course of the past several presidents is an actual distrust. Any member of Congress needs to be rooted out. I can do this. Only you, only you can make that happen. Only you, only you can do that, folks. Only you can make that happen. You must stand up to this. Like Larry Klayman said on the show six months ago, within the past six months. Larry Klayman. Lawyer, Jewish lawyer in Philadelphia, American needs to start a revolution. And you're not talking violent revolution, not a violent revolution, but a major revolt against the financial manipulation that controls your government. That's what you need to revolt against. Revolt means to change. You're not, you, you go against the grain. That doesn't have to happen violently. And that's not what I'm talking about. I never tell you in the military because I do not believe in violence. And I'll make this statement very clearly. I think violence is a very weak form of mental processing. You resort to violence, that only shows how weak you are. That's my opinion. That's why I never joined the military. But I do defend the Second Amendment because I do know that you must have the right to defend yourself against tyrants. So I support that. That's a constitutional right that you have, Second Amendment. State militia, that's a constitutional right. There's nothing, nothing against those things. I have nothing against those things. But I think violence, I think these mindless wars, are very weak portrayals of the inability of man, namely, and women as well, to resolve and cooperate. That's violence. It's very weak. It's very weak. It's not strong. It's weak. So, I, Larry Clement, you do need, you do need to hear, uh, adhere to 
the uh, the 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 advice of people like Judy Mikovits. I mean, I was on this program. I started this program five years ago, just about five years ago. I've had I've had four, excuse me, three people, three people on this program right here say America needs a revolution. Okay, nonviolently. But they need a revolt. They need a revolution. You need a change. You need a change, basically, is what that means. You need a change. But you need it now. You need to demand it now. You don't have to do it. First person to say that on the program, Judy Mikovits, a virologist. The second person to say that on the program has to do it within the past six months. Larry Klayman, Jewish lawyer. And the third person who has said this on the program is a former CIA operative. And current advisor in D.C. to uh, EMPs. Electronic Magnetic Pulse Systems. Peter Pry. Peter White. Dr. Peter Pry. Doug PhD, in fact. If I recall correctly. So, this this isn't... You know, this isn't, this isn't about the Republican or Democrat issue. And, and Greg said it great. Greg said it just beautifully. This isn't... He said, not, I mean, I don't know if this is what he said per se, but I'm going to reiterate my feeling on it. This guy said, not an enemy, folks. It's funny, he said, not an enemy. And I can't go back and I look at history and I say, here's a civilization that simply wants to conduct their lives on their own. They built a wall to defend themselves from what? People like the Mongols. The Chinese are not a threat. The Chinese are simply a product of being forced into a system that was created outside 1945. That's essentially when communism, which is a, which you can interpret as being a banking system, was established in uh, China, 1945. Same year, the United Nations was chartered in San Francisco, uh, and that's when the Chinese adopted their central bank. 1945 is post World War II. Um, Bolshevik Revolution, same thing. The Russians didn't conceive communism. They didn't say it's like organized society. Oh, we want you know we, we think. We think these principles from Engels and Marx are, are what we want. The Bolshevik Revolution was financed by Wall Street, estimated well by Stanford uh, historian uh, fellow, fellow Anthony Sutton. I talk about his. I talk about him uh, almost every show, and you can find all of his books free. You'd have to pay a dime. Just click on the PDF archive.org. Usually, the the uh, organization that's that's uh, that saved the material. Go to the research tab on my website, on my way, uh, iantrotti.com, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-R. Just click the research tab, boom. And there you're going to find hundreds of publications that should intrigue you from well-educated scholars, people that have studied the system. You need a change. You need to make a change. You need to demand a change. And you need to demand that change happen in Congress. Because if you look back at Federal Reserve Act of 1913... You, you follow the money, you follow the money, the money, and then the money stops. Oh, the buck stops. Buck stops in D.C., doesn't it? With the Federal Reserve, with the Federal Reserve Central Bank. And look at Alexander Hamilton. Why he drilled uh, 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 Aaron Burr. Because of these central banking strings from Europe. The Federal Bank of New York, the former capital of the country. Why? Because it finances wars. Warmongering. Warmongering. I just told you I'm nonviolent. I never joined the military for that reason. You don't need wars. You don't need violence. In America, you can step up to the plate and you can make this happen. But only you can make this happen and only you can demand the change from Congress.
fraud. The only way that that fraud, the only way that Federal Reserve Central 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 Bank is abolished is by an act of Congress. An act of Congress can take that out. And you've got a wonderful representative there in Florida running for U.S. Congress, Anthony Sabatini, that totally understands that. And he's not the only one. People are rising up across this country and realizing the fraud. The fraud, the fraud, the fraud, the fraud. F-R-A-U-D, the fraud. That has been put on the U.S. Constitution and freedom, freedom of... Main three freedom. Main three freedoms, in my opinion. Most importantly, freedom of religion. And I don't care how you define God. I don't care if you believe in God. It doesn't make a difference to me. But you must give people the choice and freedom to believe and practice religiously what they want. That's the beauty. That is the beauty of the United States. That's why it exists. That's why it's become so powerful. Because it gives that key instrument freely to all people as, they, uh, as long as they do it uh, peacefully. Freedom of religion. Oh, yeah, they, you know, they're free religion. There's nothing to do with the Constitution. What are you talking about? This is exactly why the country exists. The Mayflower. Plymouth Rock. Period. Freedom of the Church of England is what they were running from. And it's exactly what created the U.S. Constitution. And I'm going to explain why I believe that. Whereas, why I believe you should have freedom of religion, I'll explain that in a second. But the other two elements are freedom of media, press, free to print freely, and free to speak freely. Those are the three main ingredients to a free society. And no one has established that better than the United States. That's why this country has become a melting pot to so many different cultures. It has been the key to success for this country, and it is being eroded at an unprecedented rate. So let me pull back on that and give you that definition, freedom of religion, why it's so important. Because if you can control, like how long has the planet, this Earth, that we know as we call a planet, how, how long has it been around? I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to take a billion years. How long has this country been around? 200, almost 50, right? Uh, 250 years. Uh, you, you there, therefore have a systematic organization that, okay, let's call it a religion, that is able to define the human existence on the planet. Therefore, if you subjugate yourself to that organization, to that organization's definition, then you allow that organization and its management to manipulate and monopolize every aspect of your life. Now, we know religions fight each other. I, I mean, come on, I just, I'm, I'm saying that violence is an incredibly weak form of mental processing. It's not necessary, it's weak. Yet we allow these religions to continuously fight over their beliefs. It's a power thing. It's a governance thing, isn't it? Because you are saying that you speak with God, and you define God, and you are telling people how to live their lives because of what God says. But essentially it's, well, it's what you're saying, isn't it? It's what you're imploring, it's what you're demanding, it's what you're mandating on people. Okay, so we're just looking at it from that angle. We're just looking at it and saying, okay, freedom of religion, what did that do to these people? 
this content to this extent? What is it? What is it created for these people? It's created this platform of great birth, right? Of great living, of great freedom, of great liberty that the world has never seen before. Why? Because it gave you that freedom. It gave you that freedom to praise creation, whatever, what you want. There is no blueprint. Right, you might call the Bible your your blueprint, but it's your choice. And it's any, anybody else's choice to call whatever they want their blueprint. And wars, ridiculous. I mean, look at the look at the conquistadores. Right, you look at you look at the existence of our neighbor, the South Mexico, and how they existed. They existed because of the Catholic Church. Period. Which is a staunch contrast to the way the United States exists. The United States exists because of a rebellion against the Church of England, which ran from the Roman Church. These are facts. Same theory, but a theory in that. This is fact. It's fact. It's fact. It's fact. It's fact. Okay? The Spaniards conquered the natives of this land, employed their system. But it wasn't even their system. It was the Roman system, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Okay. Uh, now, I mean, obviously, they revolted. Uh, the American, uh, the Mexicans gained their independence, uh, and then you've had wonderful f figures since then: uh, Pedro Villa, Milena, Zapato, uh, Vega Wars. Okay, so there's this fine line here that we're treading. So we're going to pull back and we say, okay, what is it we've done here? Is taking our roots, we gain understanding the influences from Europe, and we gain and we gain it and consider that yes, they are still controlling us to this day. I mean, it's, I mean, it's every reason plausible as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. You need to ask these questions. And the only way you're going to receive answers is if you take the mask off. You take the mask off. Yeah. Why did JFK want to destroy the CIA? Right? Why did he, uh, why did he put uh, silver certificates into circulation? U.S. backed by the U.S. Treasury. Was, uh, was his uh, import-export banker, Peter Buter, B-E-T-E-R, was he right? JD, saying that the Rockefeller Foundation had sold the gold in, 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 out of Fort Knox to the international uh, bankers. Man, this is, you can find this. You can find it on YouTube, find it anywhere, find it on Google, find it on my website. And if, and if you don't demand an answer to these questions, you will continue. You are headed right into the road of tyranny, I guarantee you. You will not, like Greg just said, you will not have any more free elections ever. They're going to be controlled by the bankers. So who's controlling the bankers? That's the next, that's the next thing you need to figure out. And, 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 and as an American, you have the power to abolish and destroy the Federal Reserve Central Bank. And that is the message that I give out. This is, this is what I implore you to do. This is what we, we, we live in. This is not a monarchy. But we're, we're, we're moving towards that system, and if you don't think that's what's happening, you're blind. And I don't know what else I can say. Go to Cuba. Go to Venezuela. Go to China. Be my guest. I have no interest. I have no interest. There's plenty of Cubans in Miami. There's plenty of Venezuelans in Miami. And most of them, most of them, speak out against communism. Okay? Most of them, most of them advise and warn against it. But there is a num there's a growing there's a growing number of people 
Um, and they have explanations. Why? Because the Department of Education has been systematically attacked. There's a growing number of Americans who seem to not want to honor the flag, not want to honor the Constitution, not want to sing the National Anthem. I mean, this is fascinating. It's incredible to me. But it's, it's, it's what we're living right now. It's what we're living right now, America. So um, if, if this message resonates with you, if it does, I urge you to support uh, Patriots.online, support the work of Greg Stenstrom. Go back and listen to these other incredible voices that have joined discussing the truth in my program over the course of almost five years now. Study the information, pass it on, and demand answers from your politicians. Demand answers and support politicians regardless regardless of, the, of their political affiliation. Support politicians that support your basic constitutional freedoms. That's the best thing that you can do, in my opinion. And until, uh, until next time, uh, this has been a special Sunday broadcast, and I thank Greg for joining the program. Uh, some, as always, some great things in the works for, uh, for discussion and truth. Uh, until next time, folks, be awesome.